Newman's been pretty much awful for the better part of two seasons now. And there's still a part of me that just won't let go of this guy. And I'm not sure why. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Beat the Braves last night in Atlanta 6-4 in 10 innings. Adam Frazier with four more hits. My goodness, this guy. He's up to an 877 OPS, batting average at 339. National League hits leader. Brian Reynolds went deep. Jacob Stallings back in the lineup. Always a good thing on a lot of fronts. Went deep. Two-run shot. Not bad. Not bad all around. On the mound, Will Crow, eh, you know, four runs on a couple homers in five innings. The bullpen then was what the bullpen has been. Clay Holmes, David Bednar, Chris Stratton, Richard Rodriguez combining for five scoreless innings of relief. Rich Rod putting together two of them. And not surprisingly, Derek Shelton focused on those guys afterward. Yeah, I would say it's right near the top because I mean we had to go through it. Uh, you know, we had to we had to get this. We had to cover the sixth, seventh, eighth, and you know nine and ten with Richie uh, Holmes. Might have been the best he's been all year. I mean, the ball was jumping out of his hand. Uh, you know, and then we used Bet at the top of the order, really good. Strat was good, and then you know Richie giving us two big innings and, and had to go through the guts of their lineup. I mean, I know he went through the bottom, but Sandoval is one of the better pinch hitters in the National League. And then to get the top with, you know, starting with a runner at second, it was outstanding. And then there's Newman. He's the guy I want to talk about. He won the game. If you're familiar with Newman's history, and this actually goes back to way before he made it to the majors. He has this knack for coming up with big game-winning hits and everything. And one of the reasons that I roll my eyes at that sort of thing anytime somebody brings it up is that clutch gets dramatically overvalued by everyone. Still, there's something to be said for delivering, and Newman did that. The Pirates had runners at the corners, nobody out in the 10th, and Newman got his first hit of the game. That made it 5-4. Pirates would tack on another one on a Gregory Polanco sack fly, and and that was that. And I come back to Newman because he he bugs me. Um, his batting average is now at two nineteen. His OPS is at five eighteen. I've got I've got nothing good to say about his production. I mean, I I suppose I could look at the fact that over the last, you know, handful of games, he's at least been around, you know, the 260 mark. But it's not anything that where you would say, hey, he's really there. He's really feeling it. On this road trip, if you want to get a little bit encouraging here, he's 5 for 14 with one double. And that's the part that keeps biting here even when he was hitting like 633 I think was what he ended up hitting in spring training 633 with barely any firm contact 
And I'm not sure I understand that because when I watch Kevin Newman hit, and I was also there in 2019, as were you, watching him hit stroke for stroke for stroke right alongside Reynolds. There was no daylight between the two. If it was anything, it was that Reynolds was younger and started hitting earlier in the season, so we started paying more attention to Reynolds then. But they were both rookies, and they were both hitting the ball at the same rate in pretty much all the same regards, including, I should add, for some pop. It wasn't punch and judying back in 2019. He was hitting the ball. Nice little compact stroke there. To all fields. What's happened to him? I don't know. I'm just not ready to let go of watching a full season of him doing that. And I'm not ready to discard him for... For what? For what? For Eric Gonzalez, who's going to turn 30 years old? For Cole Tucker, who still isn't hitting in the minors? Even after that special month down in Bradenton? Why can't Newman be that guy? Why can't he come around? He's 27. He's, he's not old. The Pirates retain his rights for another three years and change. Why would you let that go? Why would you give up on that after what he showed in 2019? Why wouldn't the onus for that be on Rick Eckstein? and the Pirates hitting instructors. I don't like doing that just when somebody's going bad because if, if I mention Rick Eckstein's name every time somebody's struggling and I don't mention Rick Eckstein's name with Adam Frazier who had never found consistency in his career up until the past couple of months, that's not fair. But we've already seen individual players get better this season. And there's that phrase again, the one that Ben Charrington and, and Shelton use all the time. I'm okay with seeing Newman get better. They might not have a choice but for Newman to get better. Let's not forget that either. Frazier might not be here. There are teams that need a second baseman as I'm speaking and there are exactly 29 other teams in baseball looking for offense in a year where almost nobody is producing any. And this guy has more hits than anyone in his league. There's a really good chance you would think that someone will give Charrington the price that he's seeking. And if that happens, now look at your middle infield. And I don't want to hear about Nick Gonzalez in A-ball. That, that's that's not stuff that enters the discussion for me when it comes to Pittsburgh. You don't leave a spot just sitting there vacant waiting on a prospect. Or Leah Verpiguero or anybody else that's down there. You have to deal with what's here. The Pittsburgh Pirates aren't going to go on hiatus until those prospects arrive. You still have to compete. You still have to get better. Individually and collectively. Newman can be a part of that. Newman plays both short and second. Some would argue he's 
always been better suited to second because of his limited range. Fine. Fine. But he's got to heal up. He's got to heal up. Knowing this kid, he, he comes across as outwardly confident. But at the same time, there's a there's a there's a little bit of a a hesitation there when before crossing the line into like Reynolds level confidence. Reynolds is just he just knows he's good and he has no issue with saying it. Not crowing, not being cocky or anything like that, but you know, when he was getting ready for spring training, he was the one saying, you know, I'm not worried about anything that happened in 2020. I know who I am. And you don't get that same vibe from Newman. But there's 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 something to be said here. I'm looking over the month of May here while I'm speaking to you, and I see that he's yeah, he's at 235. I mean, that's at least a up from 205 in April. So yeah, we can look at this road trip. Five for fourteen. Uh, two hits in each of the two games in St. Louis and the one big one last night. He also had a couple of hits in the second game of the San Francisco series. You know, maybe it's something. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I'm just not ready to pull the plug on the guy. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and that comes today from frank who asks if a player is traded does the team have to disclose whether or not the player is vaccinated if a trade brings the team below the 85 percent threshold do they have to go back to more restrictive measures before i answer ESPN's Jesse Rogers, one of their baseball writers, had a terrific piece up yesterday about the problem right now with the Cubs, where the Cubs can't get over the 85% threshold that you have to achieve in order to operate with a lot less uh, restrictions in terms of when and where you wear masks, getting together, eating in restaurants, and stuff like that. And the Cubs just can't get over it. There are some players who have just flat-out refused to do it. And, of course, nobody's in a position to name them, although there's lots and lots of suspicion attached to both Jake Arrieta and Jason Hayward. And not that these are criminal activities on their part. This is well within their right. I'm not saying their names as if I'm, ooh, calling them out or something. The rules say that they're free to do what it is that they want to do regarding these vaccines. But Hoyer did not appreciate this and went public with basically blasting whichever players or other team members, and it's the whole traveling party is the term that's used. It's not just players. It's players, coaches, equipment managers, and anybody else who's considered to be inside that bubble. And said that he's 
you know, he's embarrassed by this. He's 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 upset that not everybody can enjoy the same rights that everybody else has, and also the fact that anybody who doesn't get vaccinated is putting people around them uh, at risk. And the Cubs just recently went through a spate where several coaches, and remember that coaches are older, you know, and thus more prone to getting seriously ill or worse. And those people are imperiled by this as well. So what would that mean? I got to tell you, I'm as I'm reading this, I'm saying to myself, trade them. Trade them. And you don't know. You can't tell anybody anything, Frank, to answer your question. You don't have to disclose anything. There's, uh, I guess, I, I probably shouldn't say it that coldly because if a player is injured, you do have to disclose that. But this isn't an injury. This is a this is a choice. This is a choice of whether or not you've been vaccinated. I don't know, man. I don't know. But what an eye-opening thing it was. I, I really had a reaction to this when I read it. Because there are going to be workplaces. One of them happens to be my universal workplace, meaning press boxes I'm doing this show from Uniondale, New York where the Penguins are playing the Islanders in the Stanley Cup playoffs and I had to show a vaccination card last night to enter Nassau Coliseum or I wasn't going to be allowed in and you're going to see that happen with sporting events concerts, festivals, lots of things Now, with baseball and the union, it's always going to be a little bit more complicated because things have to be collectively bargained, and you'll have just enough players make just enough noise about it that it won't get done, but I'd trade them. I'd trade them. If you're not allowed to divulge it, then the other team's not allowed to ask. Trade them? Oh, you know what else you can do? Release them. You can say, hey, this... You're putting our team in jeopardy of their health and thus at a competitive disadvantage. Because if I lose players to being on the COVID list, it's hurting my chances of winning games as the Chicago Cubs. So see ya. And you don't even have to say it. You just cut them. You just cut them. I'm telling you, this thing is going to be, this Cubs thing is just the beginning on this discussion. I don't know of any other teams or many uh, that, that have this problem, but there's probably going to be more than one that does. I know the Pirates are not one of them, by the way. Ben Charrington said that the Pirates are way through the 85% threshold. I should have probably mentioned that up front. But yeah, this is this is something. It, it's It's probably going to be more of something in the very near future. I appreciate the question, Frank. I'm glad you brought it up. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates all week long. And we'll be back with a new one Monday morning. At 
Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.